Hi, Coach Harper here, Hoop Nation, here with Sean Davey, Brick by Brick. Brick by Brick. Sean Davey, what is Brick by Brick? Uh, performance training company. I started in uh, 2020. The goal is to have a hybrid company to train you in your skill for basketball and the sport and also in the weight room for performance. You say basketball specific or is it just... Sport specific, you know, the sport goal. Specific. Sport specific. Um, the goal of it right now, which is me being a person running it, uh, teach a lot of skill development within basketball, and then on the backside, a lot of weight training for sports development in terms of speed and agility, strength conditioning, um, movements, etc., etc. Um, what's uh, what's your background like? What what qualifies you to be able to um to to develop somebody in these areas? Like, what kind of history do you have? What kind of education do you have? So, uh, yeah, get into it. Extensive. Uh, I mean, I first got started, uh, shoot, 2017 summer uh, under your belt over there at ASA. Um, just, you know, taking stats, recording. Then that summer, learned under you all of 2018. Switched my major to, from computer science to exercise science at Georgia State. Um, then got my four-year degree in uh, 2021 in exercise science. Got certified to train under ACE in 2021 but during all that time getting all those certificates and degrees uh was learning you how to train was tr part of the weightman development at asa that really showed me how to like really train guys in a group setting for the first time took that took that same model had it under my belt took that to how do i take a group setting and make an individual turn the personal training on the side so that lets me leaving the golf course where i was at my nerd down to five to shoot working at it Mm, a franchise, not gonna disclose the name, but working the franchise gym that specialized in uh, <laughs> not getting no mentions around <laughs> here. You better do us right, or you don't get done at all. <laughs> not gonna disclose uh, the company name, but uh, I worked there for a year and a half, and um, it was pretty great. Worked in the North Georgia area, responsible for training a lot of different kids, um, teams as well. Had a baseball team I trained for the first time. That was fun. So I learned a lot how to organize the kid structure versus, you know, post-grad is older kids. So you from like seven to 17, I learned for the first time how to properly train and develop. So I got like at least five, six years right under my belt in terms of coaching basketball as an assistant and also training guys, skills development and weight room. So with, uh, with basketball development, um, there's a lot of basketball that's self-taught. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, basketball out of all sports is a lot easier for a kid to go outside and just emulate stuff that they see, you know, move, do try to shoot like this person or do something that they feel like works. Like, what do you feel like is um if you had if you had all your resources at your fingertips, what do you feel like the proper line of progression for developing a basketball player would be? Oh, man, I feel like the first thing is a. Uh understanding the spacing of the court and more importantly understanding the rules of the game uh dribbling and stuff comes with time but as long as you know proper spacing and where you should be on the court and the rules that goes with it from ages i think three to six that's good then i say from six to eight now we're learning how to probably have the ball the right way how to dribble how to probably come off of screens learning what screens are Learning what a certain type of offense is, could be Princeton, could be flex, defense, just not get introduced to zones. Then I would say from 9 to, i say 13, now you're developing more of what you call an isolation game. How to get guys off. You create separation to score. And then I'll say from 14 to 17, now you're developing to be a prospering uh, 
individual in the prospect world in terms of college athletics to get a college scholarship. And on the back end, in terms of, you know, training-wise, movement. Got to train kids how to move well. A lot yeah, of stuff so, can go. So so with that, like, uh, if you could wait a two between doing your skill development or uh, just the athletic, plyometric, explosive movement mm. and, and just getting the body to move in a, in a proper manner, like, how, how do you kind of split between the two if you if you if you're able to do both because it's a lot of people that do the skill development stuff yeah and it's a lot of people i mean you know no shots fired but a, a lot of developmental and i i can say it like this because i used to be the same way a lot of developmental stuff it really centers around dribbling a basketball more so than it centers around developing a basketball player yeah um so if you if you were way in between the speed uh, balance teaching that side of it as yeah. opposed to just doing it versus learning how to do basketball with a basketball like how do you kind of balance like what would, what would you kind of draw the balance between the two oh uh, man it's kind of individualized because everybody's different you know like when I first work out with a kid I do a movement assessment test um, see how well they move and then I'll just assess to see how well you play on the court what are your skill levels like and if your movement quality is really bad, but your skill level is pretty good, let's just say this outweighs that. This it has more priority over you playing basketball. Let's say, though, uh, you aren't that good, but you move pretty well. You're pretty much athletic, but you have no basketball skill. There's no need to like really focus so much on the speed, agility, or any type of strength conditioning part too much. It's most of the this basketball part. Could be like um, coordination is off, don't know how to dribble the ball properly. Could be hands are kind of funny on shooting. So every person is different. You gotta just assess how they are on the court and off the court in the weight room, and then just gauge. Uh, I tried like an hour and a half sometimes if I'm trying to do both. So 45 minutes on the court, take a 15 minute break, and then maybe 30 minutes in the weight room, just to focus on movement, squats, hinges, such as deadlifts some core, uh, some footwork with the ladders, just to teach them how to probably move their feet fast, and then just introduce them to like some upper body stuff, uh, pushes and pulls. If um if you were to give a, give away a little bit of cheat code for some things that, this is something that happens. People, when you have a conversation with people, people mirror who they who they talking to. Yeah, for sure. Motion-wise, you just made me sit up in my seat a little bit. <laughs> you gonna slash down now? <laughs> Don't, don't try and tell me what to do. I don't, I don't get down like all right, that. All right, all right. So, uh, am I slouched? <laughs> I had to get back down real quick. Get right. back to me real quick, nah, man. Sure. Try to get me on yokes. No, sir. Right, cool. No, sir. Cool. All right. So, um, if you were to give a little cheat sheet to uh, a prospect that wanted to get stronger, didn't have weights, like what kind of stuff would you have somebody involved with that? That uh just just like a couple little nuggets that that they could do on mm. either consistent basis. What kind of consistency and what kind of stuff would you have them do? If you uh because it's you know as I I know out here dealing with the athletes, there's a lot of people that got nicks and knacks that they got to yeah. deal with, and I know how important strength and muscles is toward uh keeping other areas of your body strong. True. So um you know it's not something that I don't feel like it gets discussed enough in basketball. Mm -hmm. You know like. It's almost like two separate things. Like you got a speed and agility person, but it really should go hand in hand. So, yeah, what kind sure. of stuff would you suggest that somebody make sure that they try and touch on two to three times a week or something like that? Oh man, especially right now in the AU season, um, your your knees, your patella tendon is going to be used up a lot. So if you go towards your um 
you go into your house and find a couple of heavy books, uh, you can use that as a way to help load for certain things with a backpack or without the backpack. For example, if I were to like stand up and put myself on this wall and get to a squat, I can squat and hold that squat for like 45 seconds. Now all I'm doing is trying to build up a lot of stiffness in that tendon right here just to be stronger. It's like a rubber band. You know the blue news rubber bands from AJC back in the day? You'll get it, make hornets with it in class. What did you do? What did you make with it? Hornets. Like, you know, you get the paper, make a hornet, and you, like, you know, pull the, pull the rubber band back a in. hornet? Yeah, a hornet. So we called it. You got a blue rubber band, a blue news rubber band. You took paper like this. You tear it, like, you know, corner piece right here. Folded it. Fold it again. And what you do is you just pull it back, make a hornet, and it'll hit somebody, pop somebody. You'll get suspended for it, but, like, that was what we did in middle school. When was that considered to be a hornet? I have never heard that. What y'all called it? The thing. <laughs> we called it the hornet, man. Who was we? Everybody on the school with me. I, I ain't go to school with them. I ain't never heard of the hornet. So y'all called it the thing. Yeah. <laughs> give me the thing. Give me the thing. Give me the thing. Give me the thing. We called it the hornet. I don't think we, were, we we didn't have a lot of rubber band interaction when I was in school though. We was more pencil poppy. Finger popping. Oh, y'all was y'all was on that wave. Y'all was on that wave. Yeah, we had that too. Yeah, we breaking stuff. Yeah, for Not, sure. No hornets. But I'm sorry. I, I please, <laughs> as you were. But basically, it's like with the rubber band. The more you pull it over time, it slowly starts to fray and start 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 having small tears in it. And it's the same as that thing with your tendons. So basically, by us trying to hold that wall, we're building up the stiffness of that tendon. So over time, it can resist those wear and tears of us always pulling and letting go, pulling and letting go. It's the same as that thing. What happens when we're jumping? We're pulling on the tendon, come back to form. Pulling on the tendon, come back to regular form. So it's just a rubber band, no different than a resistance band out there. We pull, let go, pull, let go. Over time, those pulls, pulls, pulls just puts that tendon in infl inflammation and too much inflammation will lead to degradation. And then it's a reversal of that tendon. It's a lot of syllables. A lot of syllables. and degradation. Frey wasn't a lot of syllables, but Frey was. <laughs> Frey was up there. I ain't know you was gonna come with the Frey, hey, the Frey situation. Hey, you go to school for it, you gotta use I some big words. That. You getting all in your SAT bag <laughs> on there. Stay in there. So um, keeping the tendons healthy at home, that can help. Also just, you know, do, doing a calf race hold, same as that thing. So instead of you holding the wall, now you can just stand up, um, do a, you know, toe raise, hold it for 45 seconds, keep your tilly tendon strong. So by doing uh, any type of holds at the crib for 45 seconds to a minute for three sets, that's going to keep your tendons healthy during this AAU season. Um, if it gets too easy, you can simply take some books, just imagine it's a book, and you can just put it on your lap and now you're adding more weight to your body. So now you're putting more stress. Now it's going to let you get stronger within the movement. You can add a book to your lap every week or so just to progressively overload. And then say you're doing toe raises, you can possibly um, you load it with the backpack, put the backpack on your shoulders and do toe raises. So now the weight's on your back. And now, like I said, you're progressively overloading the system to deal with more stress over time. Um, you can, if you have a jump rope, uh, jump rope's cool too. Jump roping keeps the tendons healthy. Um, another thing you can do is just stick with the fundamentals. Body weight squats, push-ups, um, planks, regular planks, side planks, and for the groin is something called a Copenhagen plank. I'm saying it again, Copenhagen plank. Copenhagen, I think that's a type of tobacco. <laughs> so all it is is just, you know, you put one leg on top of a bench or a surface, and then uh, you pull yourself up into a side plank, and all these little muscles in here that gets really worn down during the AAU season, it starts to build the strength within it. 
you put one leg up. Yeah, so so you put the top leg up. Top leg up. So it'll be like this. I go into a side plank, this position, and I'll pull myself up using all my groin muscles. So now I'm just incorporating my groin to get stronger over the season. Um, a lot of guys, like you know yourself, uh, suffer from like a lot of groin hip flexor ish issues during the uh, AAU season. Uh, trying to press, uh, run real defense and stuff like that that guys are not used to in a regular high school season. And you're doing this for two games a day. It starts to have a lot of load on the body. Boy, I'm telling you, man. These kids get older. <laughs> they gonna feel it. Get older, man. They gonna feel it. Guys get to college, and maybe coming back to the AAU situation, not even understanding how they were playing five real games in a weekend. Like you don't even understand. Like you don't. It ain't, the concept doesn't even make sense. No, any it longer. doesn't. Because you were playing 32 to 40 minute games for two times. For real. Day. For real. All day long. I guess some real bump if you're nice. Yeah, man, that's 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 tough. It is. It is. Um, what uh, with brick by brick, what you what you got going on as far as uh development? You are you said you're getting into the team side of stuff. For um, sure. I know in the past we've talked about maybe your online training component. Um, what you do with teams is that something you can do remote? Is it something that you need to be present for with everything you do? I mean, at the moment, it has to be in person just to make sure like everything's being done properly. I would love to remote, but in-person helps a lot, cleans up form, uh, you build relationships with these players. It has a certain type of emotional effect because seeing a new face of the program allows guys to be kind of motivated more. And if they trust you, it kind of regulates like the, I got something on my chest about coach I want to tell you about. It's kind of like being that player coach that most programs have. So when players don't want to talk to the head coach, they talk to the assistant coaches as a way to just blow some steam and feel better. Um, online stuff, I mean, I did release an all-season program for like high school kids. Uh, it's three days out the week. You can go to the link on my bio and click it. It's a way to keep you healthy and resilient during this AAU season so it can help you um, get better, get stronger, be more resilient. So this fall, when you're with your high school team, you're not beat up and worn out. So that's the whole goal of it. But team training, um, going on my, I think, fourth season now, uh, team training as a contractor. So what I do is I reach out to different high schools, see if they are looking for strength conditioning coach, uh, workout payment arrangements, could be through stipends, could be uh, a sit down with parents and agree upon like how much I can charge per kid per month and agree upon that through invoices and stuff like that. And the whole goal is to give you something you guys cannot have at your own school because either it's not in the budget, the school doesn't think it's priority, whatever it is, I'm just an outside resource trying to add value to your program. Yeah, I, um, well, since we've been coaching, you know, I'm, uh, I'm over here at Padilla School now. Yeah. Um, and uh, prior to that, uh, when I coached at Martin Luther King High School, uh, all with, uh, with Eddie Johnson, like um, he came from the Miller Grove umbrella Mm -hmm. And and ever since then, like the speed and agility, the strengthening, like that component has been a mandatory necessity for the guys. Like shout out to KP. We uh, yeah, shout out to KP, big big Kevin. Yeah, Jesus Christ, Kevin Peoples, that guy. Um, he um, you know, uh, as much credit as, as as you have to give to to Coach White and the job they did over at Miller Grove, as far as putting guys in alignments and giving them the tools to be successful on the court with spacing and having prospects with talent. Yeah. Kevin Peoples, KP was that guy just as, I mean, if that all season for, for certain guys, he was probably even more important Yeah. than, um, you know, being put in a position to be successful because he, that whole, that whole, that whole roster felt like you were playing against grown men. Grown men. Um, 
and that that was just so different and it was consistent like though that kp was in within there was was in their program from the Beginning time that started. he started building mm -hmm. over there white started building stuff over there and <laughs> to the last championship bro like he just like them dudes was like it just felt different like every time we played those kids like the guys that we had you know you just knew because it, it wasn't it wasn't like you had guys that were high level talent wise you had mcdonald's all americans you had all state performers mm -hmm. but the sixth dude the eighth dude like the tenth them dudes dude. was coming <laughs> they in was, and it was, was like them dudes was bumping built. like yeah they you felt them dudes out there everybody was flying through everything yeah and you know it's only so much you can do with you know fortunately your roster uh turn out a certain way and certain kids come there mm -hmm. but having talent and having a certain mentality that came with the relationship with kp and also the body to go with it and the drive to do it all and then him being there to reinforce stuff through games and stuff like that yeah like that's it's such a mandatory side of of uh I mean, and and if you're really preparing your guys to go to the next level this this is what happens yeah this I mean, is this is they all of this goes hand in hand i mean you gotta think about this too like to add on to that point like when i was there growing up in the area and since they all worked out a new birth i'm in like you know eighth ninth grade seeing all this stuff go down and this is but May, guys are getting it in right now with KP. The whole summer, regardless of if it's an AAU situation or not, the whole team that is on that roster of varsity is getting work in as we speak. From May, June, July, August, there's no break. Season, same thing. And it's like, damn, it's a year-round training thing with them. Like, this is really what it is. So, their year-round training, it's the same roster. You might have a few guys may come in and add to the situation after seniors leave. But for the most part, it's the same roster. And they train a year-round with a guy who is trying to make you perform at the highest level every time you get in the weight room. I'm going to tell you the other thing, too, is that and, and is that I know the guys. I know the guys that were over there. Yeah. Like, they weren't in the basketball gym nearly as much as they were in there with KP. No. You know, like they they got up and down and played, but it wasn't like what skill development is today, where mm -hmm. you know you had a bunch of guys working on floaters and getting up hundreds and hundreds of jump shots. They played and they competed against each other, but them dudes was lifting and getting strong AF, and then coming and hitting stuff. And it they was, just it was they just, easy. Yeah, they they were just in a whole another. That's, that's how they became a, the a big part of them becoming a. You know, was it seven state straight state champions or six or something like that? It was six, but he still you know, six a year off, and then one or seven, something like yep. that. And and being a a national scheduled team, scheduled team, like the stuff that you do and and that that KP does, like for for programs that aren't looking for a person to be able to drive stuff that way in a serious manner, not somebody that kind of live for somebody that just looked like they've been in the weight room. Like you got to take advantage of if you're if you're capable of it. Because you're conditioning your guys to for the rest of their basketball career. Yeah, especially you, you know if you start early with like a ninth grade group. You just got to get them used to it because that's that's just gonna be the expectation. So you know some guys get to get to college and they lifting for their first time, mm -hmm. like to a certain degree, like you behind. You, you behind. You behind. You behind on your own development. You are. And um, you know the 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 service you're able to provide, like you got to make sure that. You know, people that have a chance, man. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta tap in. Y'all gotta tap in and figure it out. Figure out how to get something going more consistent, so that you can grow your program. If you're trying to grow a program, that's what all sports. Yeah, like, the weight room side is something that has to be implemented. The dude, it's a dude uh, uh, that working here, uh, who's who's a uh, 
we had a, as a kid that used to play a pie David. He showed me a picture of him a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. and he went to Yale. You know, we high academic over here. Yeah, for sure. So he went to Yale to swim. Okay. That mofo so big right now, like he's a swimmer, and they just talk about the training table and the weight room and all that kind of stuff. But if you're gonna get there, like, what's the weight? You know what I'm saying? Like he, whatever he is right now, had he started lifting and getting stronger earlier, he'd be further ahead. His times would be lower. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like it's just. You know, he could possibly be like a national prospect, probably swim USA. But you know, like some people just want to rely on their natural skills and abilities. If that's gonna be there, that's gonna be there. But something that everybody can do—it doesn't even have to be a high-level athlete. You got to be able to take care of your body and get stronger. Got to. That goes for all players in any sport. Every sport. If you don't have a body, you know your best ability is your availability. Best ability is your availability. So if you can't hoop, you can't shoot, play on the football field, nothing because you're always broken down, you're never going to be a good player. I don't even want to talk about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> For personal issues I know of. <laughs> My little fella going to be all right, though. Um, what uh, what's um, what's the best way for folks to get in contact with you, man? Like, how you uh, how oh, are you accessible? Uh, accessible through uh, Instagram, BXB Performance Training on IG. Uh, Twitter handle is just BXB Performance. Uh, phone number six seven eight 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 six six seven eight nine. That's my direct number. Go Hornets. <laughs> They call hornets. I gotta Google it. I, I bet if I Google, okay, it's, it's not gonna be no hornet. It ain't gonna be that. That ain't gonna pop up. Green hornet might pop up. It's not no blue hornet. So, so he's having that that thing. It'll pop up. I, I mean, that's a lot of stuff that's gonna pop up. <laughs> what you gotta call it if it's something that don't have an actual title. Like you sitting here providing titles and stuff like that's this. What we called it, bro. I don't know why y'all did. Yo, bro. Literally, we said like, yo, you got the hornets on you. Like it was like that. Like it was legit ammunition. You saw somebody in the hall with a blue rubber band on their wrist. You know what's going down in second period. There's no way that that is a nationwide uh, urban dictionary term. It might be a Salem Middle School term. It might have been. It might have been for a period. It might be a period of time. I went to Salem too, Nick. Can I say Nick? I mean, yeah, you can. I ain't mean to. <laughs> you ever seen that? You ever seen that clip of uh, Booker T? You familiar with wrestling? Yeah. You ever seen that clip of Booker T? When he let it slip. When he let it slip, talk about Hulk Hogan, and he just knew his career was over. We coming to get you. Turn his back. Funny part is, you never saw Booker T after that event. <laughs> it's over. No, Booker T stayed around. Stevie Ray disappeared. Harlem Heat. I don't know nothing about that. Oh, that's that good old WWE. But yeah, man, we got something else I'm supposed to be tapping on. Like, what we, I ain't leaving nothing out. Now. We talked about the B in it. No, we talked about the BXB. Talked about background. Uh, shoot. I think the only thing I can probably talk about is... um. Growth. We just. I could probably just finish up on my own personal level about, like you said before, the importance of why you should um have somebody in your program. And I'll just make it real quick. Um, having somebody in your program that has a background in strength conditioning is not just about the extent of being bigger. It's about the longevity effect. When you start somebody at a young age with weight training and speed and agility, you're exposing the body to a lot of demands at a young age to where as it progresses from year one to year four, it's better to do within the high school realm than college because at some point these injuries such as stress fractures um pull ten uh i mean pull muscles uh shoot even with some players like a lot of uh tendinopathy or tendinitis 
A lot of that can be prevented within the high school realm by exposing to the weight room with proper training and proper progression and proper programming. If you don't do that now, you know a couple of guys that you train. By the time they get to college and they're not lifting for real, they're going to have stress fractures. Trust me, it happens a lot. It's a notorious thing. So by lifting, by doing speed agility, you're increasing your bone density. And that bone density of your lower body and also upper body is what allows you to prevent stress fractures. By you learning how to lift and withstand load and do a lot of sprinting in the off season, you're training your tendons to withstand a lot of high speed forces. I'm not gonna keep it simple, high speed forces. It's gonna allow you to be more springy, more bouncy when it comes to the season. And then by the time it's playoff time, you're not worn out. You're not saying, coach, I need some icy hot. Nah, you should be ready to go. And then the off season, you might have a month or two to deload and hop back right in it by like, you know, May or April. I mean, April or May, but end of the day, it's about building a long-term goal because this is how I see it. You start ninth grade and you go become a college athlete and you become, I don't know, a four-year guy. That's eight years in the weight room. But say you start your freshman year as a college freshman and you're struggling and you're still trying to get some minutes, you might duck the weight room, you might not take it serious, um, and now you just half-assing it. So in reality, you probably got two years of real weight training in, and say you sneak away with it and become a pro off of town like we talked about before. Okay, you go to the pros and now you're like, damn, I should have been lifting. I'm not starting right now because somebody stopped me with their chest because they're just that strong. So start early, start now. Uh, if you really want to have a powerhouse like we've witnessed in our um, my young time and his time as well within the east side area of Atlanta, you have to implement strength training within high school. Figure it out with a coach in the school, see if it's a stipend situation, see if it's a um, contract situation and parents funded, whatever it may be. It's an investment that's going to help your kids, your program, your legacy years to come. It's the reason why Sherman White was able to go to Georgia State. Just that simple. Uh, to to piggyback off of what you were just saying as well is that um, I um, a couple weeks a couple weekends ago, uh, Anthony Edwards was in town. Ant Man, Ant Man. Good good Ant Man action. So uh, we we've been knowing the the guy that's the head coach here at the school that I'm at was was Anthony first Edwards. Coach. First high school coach. He coached his older brother his last two years. Bubba, shout out to Bubba. Mm -hmm. uh, one be different. Um, and uh, and Amp came in right behind him. Um, played uh, his first two years at Thero High School, and he was in town. You know, I was in the gym coaching my son's team. We got a chance to spend a little bit of time together, chop it up. And uh, I remember um, before him going to school, Ant was always big and yeah, strong as hell. Like sure. if you look at the old, uh high school stuff, the Holy Spirit stuff, the, the Theral stuff, the Atlanta Express. Express stuff. Like he was always a grown ass man out there on the floor, regardless of who was out there with him. Um but talking to him two weeks ago, mm -hmm. he 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 told me then, even before he had went, when he was a grown ass man, that he had never lifted. He didn't lift at all. He was just naturally physically big and naturally strong. Talking to him two weeks ago he says he wished he started lifting in high school. He started lifting in college, but he says the gap right now between the he's it's still a gap between him and his contemporaries in the league right now. Even though he looked big and he got all the explosion and stuff like that, he knows that he has to get stronger to be able to get really to get level yeah to get to an, another part of his game that he ain't even touched yet. Something that's kind of getting in the middle of other people's strength is 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 abbreviating what he's able to do which is hard to imagine because the mofo go get 40 
Oh, for just natural strength. And hit eight, ten threes in the game and stuff like this and get wherever you want to and get eyes at the rim, nose at the rim on you. But if if somebody that has reached, has legitimately reached the highest level of this game can sit here and say that what we're talking about today is something he wish he started earlier, like, what's, what's your excuse? What's your, what's <laughs> what's your really excuse? excuse? Yeah. Cause he's he's as good as it's gonna get. He he gonna end up being a Hall of Famer. Oh, he's a he's a famer for sure. You know, what I'm saying we only three years sure. in. You know, what I'm saying shout out to him, man, cause he carried the city well. I love watching him do interviews. I love to hear the lingo and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, if he if he says that he needed more earlier, what is your excuse? I wait. It's gonna be a long ass wait. Ain't gonna lie to you. Coach Harper with Hoop Nation, again here with my guy, Sean Davey, from Brick by Brick Training. Um, I'm sure all of his stuff will pop up on the screen. You know, make sure you follow my guy and tap in. For sure. Um, Sean has done a lot of work for me, too. Um, oh, yeah, we got to talk about that right quick, man. That, that's some Hoop Nation uh, history right there. He's normally behind the camera, um, so a lot of the older videos you might see. I don't know if we got enough time. We are, we right at 30 right now on the, on the thing. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. So, but he's done a lot of work for me in the past, um, uh, you know, as as far as uh, just, just being in the gym. Like, everything that you've seen is clean. It's the, the intros, the a lot of the edited stuff. It's like, you know, he's really helped me boost the business in a different kind of way. Um, doing some stuff that he takes a lot of time to, to learn to get better at, get better at, and get better at. So that it's it's kind of changed up the way certain stuff look. Yeah, man. And um, you know, I'm I'm extra extra thankful for it. Um, what uh, you know, he, he dope behind the camera, bro. I can't even lie to you. He dope behind the camera. You know what I'm saying? He always been good people. Always been super accessible for me. Um, his uh. Accent been getting thicker and thicker as <laughs> days go on. You figure the more you live in Georgia, the more it will go away. But I don't know. He getting more Jamaican in New, in, uh, New Yorker every time we bump into each other. So um, I just want to make sure that uh, oh, you know, I give my guys flowers. I don't know if you feel like I appreciate you when we around each other. I mean, I, shoot, I, try, man. I, I try to make sure that I convey that every single time. Hey, hey, man, you gotta understand. Like, you took a dude who was in school not knowing what he was doing for real, and uh, by just letting me hang around y'all, man, y'all gave me a uh, purpose for the first time. I think that's what I needed the most in my life uh, around 2021 was purpose and direction. And, you know, going back to basketball, something I love, but finding a niche and a role. I mean, I think I feel that on my own, but, you know, y'all just give me access to do whatever from recording, taking stats, working out with the guys, all that stuff. Just allow me to kind of figure out which lane do I want to go with within basketball behind the scenes. So, shit, man. I'm appreciating my goddamn self because, man, I don't think if we ain't bump into each other at New Birth. <sighs> Bro, we had a basketball practice at New Birth and Sean was in the gym. Drenched. Drenched in sweat. <laughs> uh, taking his time to work on a bunch of stuff that he had written down that he had watched Kobe do. He had his Kobe workout that I he did. was going through. Did all mid range. He put it all on paper. All mid range. And he was out there uh, doing his uh, his his gallop run <laughs> to get uh, as many rebounds as possible, dog. Yep. Yeah, and uh, uh, I stopped him while we was in there. You know what I'm saying? Just Cute. just because he was in there working and he was in there a lot. So you know, we chopped it up a little bit, and 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 I guess that then turned into like five years later that we sitting right here next to each other right now chopping it up about. You know, continuing to grow each other's brands and stuff like that. So, 
you know, like I said, man, I'm, I'm super appreciative. Um, and, and, uh, I mean, I, you know, I just appreciate your work ethic, your, 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 your thoroughness, um, and all the extra uh, words you like to use to describe <laughs> simple shit. Hey, I had a professor named Professor Abbott, and if you use some extra words, you will get points off. So blame her. Okay, cause my 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 you know my 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 verb my verb. Your verbiage is a one. You know what I'm saying. Your verbiage is a one. I, 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 I pop mine too. You feel me? <laughs> I pop mine, but I don't know you when you get in your lane, especially about you know your craft, the thing that you went to school about. You yeah. know what I'm saying. That's why I just had to cut you off. Well, we, you know, sometimes I got like another uh, a brother-in-law, my Joe. Shout out to Joe Green. Um, he he uh, he into the technological world. Oh, so they start bringing up all them. Bro, I be like, look, bro, look, man, look, man, shut up, man. I don't know. Just I don't tell know. me turn on and off. Yeah, how does it work, man? Does it work? Yes or no? Don't tell me about why it's not. I just yes or yeah. Is it or ain't it? It's tell me just that. that simple. Right, man. So. Um, do you uh you still you still moonlight with some of the video work too? Are you available for some of that? We gotta put some uh some old some old. Yeah, some we got old, some, some old, good old old man. We got some pandemic content we dropping real soon. Some of that good old D, that good old old action up so y'all can see what's been happening. Yeah, we blew up like what five hundred followers off of that pandemic run. I mean, you know, shit. Well, we had put up some work. Was at the crib. People needed to subscribe to something new. We ran it. We put up some work. But yeah, man. Uh, if y'all trying to hit uh, hit me up by any uh you know video services. Uh, time is kind of limited, but you know, I can make time depending on the prices, right? So, same contact info, same Instagram info, just let me know. Whether it be any AAU events, high school events, uh, individual highlights, let me know. We'll chop it up. And uh, yeah, man, we can make that happen still behind the scenes. Yeah, man. All right, man. We're going to get out of here, man. Quick take. Gang, gang. Back, back, 2022.